0: Welcome to the Kupinger Coal Analyst Chat. I'm your host. My name is Matthias Reinwatt. I'm an analyst and advisor at Kupinger Coal Analysts. My guest today is Paul Fischer. He is senior analyst with Kupinger Coal and he's working out of London. Hi, Paul. Hi, Matthias. How are you? I'm fine and I'm happy to have you today. We will be catching up on a topic that we covered in an earlier episode of this podcast. We want to talk about privileged access management but this time in a somewhat different flavor you did some research and provided some research um, recently and you're currently still working on that for privileged access management when it comes to to devops environments first of all maybe a quick definition what is devops when you're looking at that
1: devops is um Basically, just a quick piece of here, and so it's, it's a, a combination of what used to be called development and operations, and the two had sort of different ways of working. And then I think about 10 years ago, the there was a, a culture arose in IT circles where dev and operations started to work together um, to share knowledge because before they had been working in silos and this was caused delays etc so the idea was to create a more agile working environment so that devs and ops would share stuff between each other and it's pretty much worked and the reason why it's worked is because one of the reasons is that they have access to data and things they need uh, much more efficiently which brings us on to privilege Access Management.
0: Right, and um, of course, DevOps always, also is of high importance when it comes to software-defined infrastructure. So when you create new virtual computers, new systems, new containers in the cloud, um, and change these systems rapidly over time. And as you've mentioned, security, often is the missing link between the dev and the ops. So many blog posts have been written about dev secops. Uh, so to really get to a more secure approach here. But when it, you, you've mentioned already pre- protecting privileged accounts, um, what changes when you look at a DevOps environment, what, w- which are the privileges to protect here?
1: The thing that traditionally PAM, as we all know, has been for admin accounts, and other high-value accounts uh, given out to certain people in the organization. What's changed is that the sort of definition of what's privileged has changed, and the number of people that are using privileged accounts has escalated uh, quite uh, significantly, and DevOps has contributed to that change. When when you talk about uh, software-defined networks and these engineering that goes on almost every day in organizations now where applications and other pieces are updated, maybe even you know several times a day. Uh, that's the speed that these people are working at. But to get to ensure that they actually get this done, uh, they need to access particular things like containers and they need to access code and they need to access APIs and everything else which makes the whole thing work. And within all that, our um, secrets um, that would include things like passwords, but also perhaps pieces of code that are needed to help um, another piece of code, etc. And it's become obvious that all that has become very tempting to cyber criminals uh, or cyber attackers because they realise that um, this stuff is valuable. If they can get inside one piece of code, um, they may find gateways into other parts of the network, and What's been happening, I think, in DevOps is that because the guys working there are under pressure to deliver, that they sometimes cut corners or they make secrets available to each other um, without properly protecting them. So it became obvious that these things would would we would divine as privilege um, needed protecting from privilege access management platforms, and so the research that I've been doing. Done a couple of papers, but also we've been doing a leadership compass, which is an extension of the privilege access management leadership compass, which we did earlier in the year, and that is focused on pan for DevOps. And we've looked at I think I think it's about eight or ten individual vendors that we think are doing the best uh, to serve this this emerging market.
0: Okay, I think when we look at PAM for DevOps, we get to a different dimension of PAM as well. On the one hand, we are typically talking about the admin accessing something, so having access to a root account, to a highly privileged code repository. So this is really the human, that is developer slash operations guy, accessing a system but there is another dimension, and that is the communication between individual building blocks within a software-defined infrastructure or software-defined network. So really some system accounts, some technical accounts that then often in the cloud are represented by, of course, usernames and password. in the worst of all worlds, but maybe also API tokens as, as credentials or c- certificates, et cetera. Uh, the, the vendors that you looked at, did they cover both aspects or did I miss another aspect?
1: No, they, they covered that. The vendors in the report, which will be coming out early in next year, there, there was different types of vendors within it. Some are what you might call the traditional PAM vendors, who are extending their functionality to cover DevOps, and also um, other agile environments, and even people using sort of multi-cloud environments, which have the same uh, challenges that we've been talking about in DevOps. but. We also included some vendors that wouldn't even be seen as traditional PAM vendors, but they do offer, uh, for example, vault technology, or they also offer certificate and passwordless based secrets management. I think what sort of become apparent to me looking at this this area is that PAM for DevOps or or other agile environments or other environments that. I have access to a lot of secrets It's kind of developing separately from what we might call the traditional area of PAM, which you talked about, which is protecting admin accounts and the more kind of static area of PAM. PAM for DevOps is really dynamic. And that I think the the vendors um, that we've covered have realized that they can't just say, well, our existing PAM platform, it can manage with DevOps. Um, They can't just say that without actually adding new technology. And some of them have acquired smaller uh, sort of startups that have enabled that and others are developing it in-house. And the other thing is that I think we're seeing part of this emerging is a sort of hybrid PAM development so that you may have organizations which have already PAM in place, but they may think about deploying a, another faster dynamic PAM, purely to help those in DevOps and those in application development, et cetera. The the critical thing though, is um, that I don't believe that you can have one without the other. Just because PAM for DevOps works extremely rapidly and people need to get to secrets so they can get their job done, there still needs to be a system of record and there still needs to be a session recording and management. And then you still need to know who's doing what. So it comes down to some kind of PAM, a hybrid PAM or an existing PAM with the new DevOps in it or a DevOps vault or a certificate-based system that works with existing PAM, but can also integrate with those so that you have a record of what's happening for, you know, GRC reasons. So that that's, that's critical. I don't think what should happen is organizations that are perhaps... Almost wholly based around DevOps or other uh, agile means of development would would not bother with the the basic tenets of, of Pam. All of which you can you know you can read about in in any of our documents on Pam.
0: Right, and I think as you've mentioned, that finding the right balance between enabling people doing their job. And providing the adequate level of security, compliance and governance when dealing with highly privileged accounts and the elevated access that lies behind that. That is really crucial because the last thing that you uh, want to do to your developers and operations people doing this incredible um, um, agile work is to hinder them in achieving their goals. But nevertheless, when you are the CISO, when you are in an audit legal compliance team, you need to make sure that these highly critical systems that they are dealing with, building and operating on a daily basis are well-maintained and well-governed. So I think this balance is also highly important to have a PAM solution that is up to speed to their processes.
1: You're absolutely right. And I think that's, well, convenience versus security is you know, something we talk about all the time in security and it affects not just privilege access management, obviously, but even fundamental things like logging onto your email. Uh, people need to do that as quickly as possible. And that's why we have all those authentication standards that, that uh, make that happen. Um, but I think DevOps works at such a speed and in such a different way to perhaps other parts of the organization that it's, it's crucial in there. Um, and also, Something else we haven't talked about is passwords, and you just mentioned it. Passwords are still very much part of PAM, and I think they'll continue to be so, uh, particularly for uh, like the more basic areas of PAM. But I think within DevOps, we need to have passwordless systems which uh, use things like um, authentication keys or, or certificates, et cetera, and just in time so that PAM becomes very much a one-off sort of operation um, so that every time someone in DevOps wants to access some secrets or so, they get a, a certificate, they get it just in time, and then it's deleted so that once they finish that work, so you don't have any problem with sort of orphan accounts lying around. And I think that's another difference between what's happening in DevOps and and the rest of the organization.
0: Right. One very important type of accounts that comes to my mind when we're talking about DevOps and of course cloud deployments are the the root accounts that you get when you subscribe to a cloud service provider say AWS or Azure um, where you really are at the driver's seat for all the instances all the software defined infrastructure that you have in place Um, are these solutions also capable of, of maintaining these very simple but very very powerful um root or basic accounts when it comes to the AWS main account
1: well there is a problem that some pam needs because you you know all pam providers AWS Azure, your etc they all have their own uh different standards and different controls and some pam solutions yes they can do that and, and actually AWS has a, a very a, a small piece of privilege access management built in, uh, but that's another story, but most of them will work with all the leading cloud providers. But then again, this is where certificate based or a passwordless base has a strength because it, it's cloud agnostic. So therefore you can have a, a PAM system, which will work with virtually, well, it should work with any, any cloud system. And although, You know, AWS has, has, you know, a large share of the market. It's not uncommon for companies to have Azure and AWS mixed and and indeed other cloud platforms within your organization. So we can't rely on either the cloud to protect privilege accounts, and we can't necessarily allow, uh, rely on password-based systems to protect privilege activity in the cloud.
0: Okay, uh, I understand that and you've mentioned that, and I've had a look at that already, that we have quite some research already around that topic. We have the leadership compass coming out early next year, as you've mentioned, where our audience can then have a look at the individual products and vendors that are available uh, on the market um when we want to close with say some three four five key recommendations that you could give for somebody who is currently looking into the market of pam solutions for devops what would that be
1: well uh, the first one would be to uh wait until our report comes out um <laughs> if that is sure. not an option <laughs> uh and uh, but perhaps more seriously, then I think obviously what hopefully that our report is a good start, but uh, also do research yourself. First of all, you you need to understand what is happening in your organization. You may have DevOps happening and not really realize it because some software development teams may be working like this, and you don't know that. Uh, so it's important, like in any any uh, pre-deployment, to do a audit of what's happening in your organization if you already have PAM uh, installed and there's a good chance you do then obviously uh, get in touch with your vendor to see what they're doing to provide for this sort of new age And, and finally I think don't Panic. Uh, I think at the moment um, there is a risk, there is a security risk in some of what of what is happening in DevOps. But I think that it's still time to manage this and and to look at the options that are available on the market. But also keep keep up to date. The pan market is changing all the time, and the the solutions that have been coming out for DevOps were probably didn't even exist uh, maybe eighteen months ago. The other thing I would say is understand the choice that you have that, you know, you may have multi-clouds working uh, and you have uh, obviously legacy operations uh, are happening at the same time, but PAM as a technology is becoming uh, multifaceted as well. And uh, you may want to investigate what I call, you know, the multi-cloud solution so that you have a very agile and speedy uh, version of PAM that works for your DevOps departments or your DevOps teams rather, and your teams using multi cloud um, and they'll also work with the existing sort of legacy pam so the good news is that i think that there there's more and more options now for privilege accounts and and sorry I've, i think i've doing about six points but the other point is that don't think that privilege accounts are just as you mentioned just uh, root accounts uh, or admin accounts anymore even psychotic talking about all accounts being privilege accounts so that might be a little bit of marketing messaging there, but it's, it's kind of the way that everything is going that because of digitalization and digital applications and the way that companies are changing the, 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 the idea of what is privileged and what is not is certainly blurring a lot more than it used to. So you might find also that ordinary end users and of course applications themselves and the internet of things and other entities also Uh, are now being thrown into the mix. So lots of, lots of uh, things are happening. But I think that the good news to to sort of sum up, I suppose, is that the PAM
0: vendors are are keeping up and they're keeping up really well. Yeah, good to hear that. And I think, yeah, that PAM for DevOps is one important facet, as you've mentioned, but it is just one of the overall PAM landscape that an organization will have to maintain to stay secure, to stay compliant, to um, make sure that their business is running in the way that they can serve their customers and rely on a secure operations here. I think uh, for all of those of the audience who are interested in learning more, of course, there is already quite some material available, a white paper that you did around the management of privileged accounts for multi-cloud and DevOps environments. There is a leadership brief around already. Just go to our website, use the search engine, type in DevOps and maybe Fisher for, for your surname to get very quickly to these documents. If there are any open questions, please, Feel free to reach out to us and just send us a question. Get in touch with Paul and or me, and um, of course, this leadership compass will be the comprehensive work when it comes to assessing and identifying the right products. And we are happy to help here as well.
1: And of course, the leadership compass, the main one, is already online as well. So that that would, although it's not focusing on DevOps, but it, it still give you a very good idea of what's in the market. And that was only published, uh, sort of June this year. So it's still pretty uh, up to date.
0: Great. Thank you very much, Paul, for sharing your insight on that interesting um, aspect of the PAM market. Looking forward to having you in a future episode soon.
1: Thanks Thanks very much. much. Pleasure to be with you and have a good day.
0: (laughs) Thank you very much. You as well. Bye.
1: Bye.